there and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. As you've likely guessed by now, my name is Denise Alvarez and I get to serve as your host here on the podcast. And just briefly, I will introduce you to myself and my business and then we will jump into your pricing strategy, our topic for today. Now, as I said, my name is Denise, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help dream-chasing horse business owners like yourself to see clearly through the marketing overwhelm to create a cohesive and doable marketing plan that will help you to turn your online friends into your customers. I do that through one-on-one coaching, as well as website design and website copywriting, and Social Stride, my monthly coaching program. And I do each of these things, including the podcast, because I want to help you be out doing what you love, out with your horses, out with your camera, out in your arena or your barn, wherever that might be. And so that's why here on the podcast, you can expect some step-by-step strategies, some how-tos, and even some mindset shifts that are going to help you not only see what's possible for your business, but guide you through that process and make it happen. So as I mentioned, today we are talking about pricing. I know that this is a key topic for any equestrian entrepreneur, and regardless of your stage of business, you're going to have to set your prices at some point. And maybe you already have, but you've been considering raising them, or you've set them, but you have a little bit of uncertainty, and you're still not sure if it's right. So how do you decide if your products and your services are priced correctly and who defines what is right or correct for you and your business? And then when should you actually change your pricing or adjust your prices? Now, I know that this is the how to market your horse business podcast and pricing is typically a specific sales strategy, but I really believe that price matters in your marketing as well. And I'm going to give you three reasons that I believe price will matter for you when it comes to your marketing. The first reason is that it acts as a filter. You, my friend, are not for everyone. Now think about it. A $7,000 or even higher custom show saddle is not a fit for the everyday horse person who's riding trail rides on the weekend, right? So your pricing is going to help you to filter out the people that are or are not a good fit for you in your business. Secondly, price helps to set expectations, which very much have to do with your marketing from the get-go and your messaging, right? So your price communicates an expectation to your customers. Typically, we know that a high price is going to give someone a higher expectation, And a lower price often is going to lower their expectations, right? Now, of course, we can manage expectations with the promises we make in our testimonials, which again goes back to marketing. But as a whole, you're setting an expectation just when you set your price. Thirdly, your price impacts the experience that people have with you, which is very much marketing. A higher ticket item Maybe a more custom experience. It may be a more personal experience than a lower ticket item. And overall, that's going to impact your customer journey. And all of those things touch your marketing. So back to our original question, how do you know if you have the right price? 
it is definitely not a one and done scenario. Most likely, you're going to be reviewing your pricing on at least an annual basis. So as you either evaluate or set your prices, I have put together four areas that will impact your pricing strategy. And as we look at each of these four areas, I'm going to ask you some specific questions so that you can take this and then really turn around and look at your pricing and make sure it's right for you and your horse business. All right, so let's dive in, shall we? The first area that really is going to impact your pricing strategy is your profit. Now, you need to know your profit goal as a business owner. This is not just about, did I make a profit in the business when it comes tax time? This is really about knowing exactly how much profit you want to have and how profitable this particular product or service is that you are pricing. So let me ask you, do you have a goal for a profit margin for your business? And what about for your products and your services? Now, as you consider that, of course, we know that by and large, profit is going to be income minus expenses, right? But here's the thing. I don't want you to forget the hidden, so-called hidden expenses that are not directly related to the service or the product that you're evaluating. So for example, think about your overhead, right? The cost of running a business is not directly related to a specific product or service typically, but you need to cover them as a business, right? So those overhead expenses need to be considered as you are setting your overall pricing strategy. So for example, are you renting or leasing? Do you have utility payments, insurance payments, possibly salaries, team members or contractors, um, website items, office supplies, equipment purchases, those types of things are all related to running your business, but they may not be what you're thinking of as the hard cost related to the product or service you're evaluating. Okay. So do not forget about those as you evaluate your profit margin. Now you may be thinking, is there a right or wrong answer to how much profit margin you should have in your business? Is there some number that's considered healthy or unhealthy? Well, I went to look that up for you. And according to the Corporate Finance Institute, the average net profit for small businesses is 10%. Now that's overall, right? The entire gamut of the year. And 20% is what they would consider as a good profit margin. What I want you to remember is that as a horse business owner, you've got to set your own personal and business financial goals. Because at the end of the day, you are in business to make money. And it is not going to be a sustainable business if you don't have a healthy profit. Now, if you have not gotten my free goal setting cheat sheet yet, I do want to remind you that I have a free resource that's going to help you set your goals. And I definitely encourage you to make financial goal setting a part of that. So if you have not gotten that yet, I invite you to head to stormlily.com goals so that you can pick that up. Of course, I will have a link to that in the show notes as well. Now, one last word about profit before we move on to the second area. I want to remind you to think long-term. As we talked about, it's not just about covering your hard cost, but you are an entrepreneur, which means you are in charge of your retirement. So when I mean long-term, I mean long-term 
right? So I want you to really think about that as you are considering your pricing strategy. I know that's both empowering and daunting at the same time that you're in charge of your own retirement. So of course, I am not a financial planner. I definitely recommend that you visit with somebody and talk about those financial plans, but I cannot mention profit for you as a business owner and not remind you about that important piece. Okay, so we have profit. Secondly, the second area that's going to impact your pricing strategy is your people. I want you to focus on really knowing your people as you are pricing things. Who is your audience? Who is the market for your product or your particular service? You know, as you niche down, you may have a different market depending on the service you're providing, right? So as you're looking at one particular service or one particular product, I want you to really focus on who that person is. Who do you want to work with? Who is the best fit for buying this product? Who is not a good fit, right? Especially consider what is it that they value? Because that is a huge component of your pricing. I have a quote for you actually from somebody on Instagram, and I will link to this in the show notes in case you want to look him up or look at this particular post. His name is the Chris Doe, D-O. And here's what he says. Value is subjective. Value is contextual. Value is relative. The same service you provide will therefore have vastly different value depending on who you talk to. Okay, so that means value is not set in stone and it is not determined by just one factor, but is definitely determined by who your people are and what they value. So as you are setting your pricing, you need to know what your people value. What are their deep desires that you are meeting with your products and your services? If you can communicate that value and deliver on it, then you're going to be able to really price correctly for you and for your market. Let's look, for example, at horses, right? Now, I'm not going to tell you that I'm an expert on pricing horses, but we all know that especially post-COVID, the price of horses has gone up. And Let's think about your audience, right? If you have an audience that values having a show horse that has really great potential to win in the show ring, has great bloodlines, then you can probably expect or your audience can probably expect to pay dollars $50,000, $100,000, depending on the discipline, of course. But you get that that price tag, of course, is much higher than someone who is, again, looking for a weekend trail ride gig or a local jackpot, right? So why would people pay that higher price when they can get a horse for a huge gamut of dollars, right? It's because of the value. They value something differently and they see the value in that horse that has the bloodlines, that has the potential to win, right? And so it's all about communicating that value and associating that value with the number, which is your price, okay? Now, one other thing I want to just remind you as we talk about this is that your pricing is a filter. And just like that example I gave to you, that horse that has that show ring potential is not for everybody. And that means you also are not for everybody and that's okay. Just think about it in terms of retail. When you look at Dollar General, Walmart, Target, Nordstrom, Chanel, 
And I don't buy Chanel, but I know it's high end enough. And I've looked at the prices as examples, right? There's a place in the market for Dollar General. There's a place for Walmart, Target, Nordstrom, Chanel, right? But they're not going to market to the same people. Chanel is not marketing to the person that's shopping at Dollar General, right? They have a totally different person in mind. So just remember that as you're setting your prices, it's not going to be for everybody. Some people may be left out or may not be interested based on your price, and that's okay. All right, third is place. Okay, so we've talked about profit. We've talked about people. Let's talk about place as it's related to your pricing strategy. In this element, I want to talk about three specific areas, okay? We're talking about your physical location, the market that you are in, and the niche in the industry that you serve. So let's talk about location first. This is literally your physical location. And depending on your business model, the physical location can absolutely impact your pricing. Let's look at a real life example of writing lessons. Just doing a quick look online at what the price is for writing lessons here in the United States on the East Coast, it is not unheard of to pay $80 to $100, $120 for a one-hour lesson. And depending on where you go, that might even be a group lesson. It's not even a private lesson. Now, I happen to live in Southwest Missouri, and so I have priced around here, and I can tell you that it's anywhere from $40 to $70, depending on where you go. And $70 is really on the higher end of what I have found. And so in addition, your location is going to impact your overall cost of living as well as the wage you pay your employees. All right. So all of these things regarding your physical location are going to factor into your pricing structure. Next, let's think about market as it relates to place. The overall market that your business is in is going to impact your pricing. Let's just look at housing in the past few years. When supply couldn't keep up with demand, what happened? Prices went up because the market, the housing market, couldn't keep up. So what's it like in your particular market? Maybe it's the area that you live in. And so that's kind of mixed in with physical location. Maybe it's the particular discipline that you're involved in. What's the demand like? What's the supply like? Each of those things are going to impact your pricing. And then lastly, as it relates to place, let's talk about your niche. Looking back at the example of writing lessons, those prices can vary depending on if it's an everyday lesson barn, right? Somebody who's just teaching everyday lessons, Western and English, but nothing too specialized, or if it's a specialized coaching program. The more specialized and niche down that you are, the more you're going to be charging, most likely. And why is that the case? Well, it really goes back to supply and demand. There likely aren't very many people in your area who are doing what you are doing or as specialized as you are doing it. And therefore, there's more demand. So you're likely going to be charging more. Okay. All right. So that, my friends, is place as it relates to your pricing strategy. I have one more P for you. All right. So we've talked about your profit. We've talked about your people. We've talked about your place. Next is your priority. This component and pricing is all about you. Now we did talk about you in terms of your profit goals and knowing your numbers, 
But the other thing I want you to consider is what matters to you. What are your priorities in the business and how does your pricing align with those priorities? So for example, if you've set out to provide a high end service and that is very important, that's a core value in your business, then you're going to charge a price that aligns with that so that you can create that high end experience and so that you attract the customers who want that high-end experience. However, if your aim is to make riding and horses accessible to as many people as possible because you really believe it can change their lives and that's why you're in business, then you're going to be pricing your products and your services a little differently. Now, of course, in that example, this does not mean you have to be so cheap that you're not making a profit. Remember item number one, we have to make a profit to be sustainable, but the heart behind your business, your why, your priorities, that is absolutely going to impact how you are pricing your products and your services. All right. So we have it there. Your four P's for pricing, your profit, your people, your place, and your priority. Now I actually do have one more thing that I believe really impacts your pricing strategy, especially for equestrian entrepreneurs. And that is your own personal mindset around money. And as a business owner myself, I have learned so much about how my own view of money impacts what I'm willing to pay and what I'm willing to charge. And so honestly, I think that's such a big deal. I want to save that for a different episode. So if you have thoughts on that, if money mindset is something that has been interesting to you or that you've struggled with, I would love to hear from you so I can build an episode around that. So feel free to shoot me a message, denise at stormlily.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook, stormlily marketing. And in the future, we will absolutely talk about money mindset for equestrian entrepreneurs. All right. Now, as a reminder, I do have that free goal setting cheat sheet I would love to send to you so that you can make sure that your pricing strategy aligns with your goals. So head over to stormlily.com goals and get that today. Or again, it will be at the show notes, which will be stormlily.com slash one zero six. Okay, friends, I am so grateful you were here today. If this episode was helpful to you, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, share it on social, just do a screenshot and tag me and let me know what was helpful to you here. And of course, subscribe wherever you are listening so that you catch the newest episode. The next time we get together, I have a new friend for you to meet and I'm super excited about that. So thank you again for joining me here. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you next time.